Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. And I'm joined today by Frank Bravada. So I, I didn't tell you this beforehand, but my dad's name was Frank. So oh, nice. Oh, always a good name. Always nice to meet Franks in the world. Yeah, absolutely. My dad's name's Frank, my grandfather's name's Frank, and my son's name's Frank. Oh, really? So are you yeah. a, you're a third? I'm a third. <laughs> <laughs> and is your son a fourth? Yes. So one time I met a guy when I was in college, and uh, he borrowed my car or something. Anyway, he wrote me a check one time, and he was the 11th. Oh, my God. And you I've never more like the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about pressure, like if you have no choice, you must name your child the same thing. So. Yeah, being the third was hard enough. I can't imagine. <laughs> so, alrighty then. So, forget all that. Let's let's get started. So, Frank is with MSP Speakers, and uh, how long have you been in the in the IT business? I've been in IT since two thousand when I got my start in the military. I've been in MSP since two thousand nine, and uh. It's been going good. All right. And you are uh, on the the CompTIA committees on mm -hmm. IT support and cybersecurity. Yes. So that's pretty fun. How long have you been doing stuff with CompTIA? CompTIA, I got my A-plus in 2004. And as soon as I started my MSP, I wanted to get involved with them. Very cool. So uh, uh, tell me what's going on with MSP speakers. Okay, well, over the last year and a half, I've really been been doing a lot of work with, with public speaking. I originally got started just doing some local events where I do a lot of education, and I really wanted to embrace selling as a platform from, from the stage. And I found myself a very good mentor. He's not in the MSP community per se, but he trains people all over the world how to sell from the stage. And it's been completely just transformational for the business, just uh, So, So do you mean that you sell managed services from the stage? I sell technology from the stage. Managed services is very complex sale, as okay. you know. Okay, And nobody can sell it from the stage. <laughs> what we do is um, we find a couple different offers that we sell something into the client, whether that's a network assessment, a managed firewall, something like that, get our foot in the door and then we can, you know, expand from there. All right. So, so is this an event that you put on? Um, we do both. Um, I typically do one, one event a month around the country. We're taking clients all over the place now. And I have a marketing assistant whose sole job is to find and coordinate all that, that happens with that. And then in addition, I'm actually in a couple different speaking masterminds now where I get invited to various stages. I'm actually speaking in Japan next spring, which is really exciting. Very cool. So you train people to be speakers. Yes. Well. Yes. Um, I'm putting out a little coaching program to kind of teach people because there's, I can tell just how much interest we get. There's a big call for, for speakers in our industry and there's not a lot of people that are doing it. So when you say speakers in our industry, do you mean to speak at like say CompTIA or to go out and speak to end users? Um, it's mostly speaking to end users, mostly speaking to executives. Um, a lot of these events are, are like half-day programs where we'll talk about cybersecurity, insurance, you know, stuff like that. And do you find that, that when you speak at these events, the, the end users want to come and talk to you and say, please, can I hire you? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we typically try to sell something to, to to make that relationship right from the beginning instead of giving away all that free consulting. But typically, as soon as I walk out into the hall, I'm usually bombarded with all sorts of various questions. Right. So, so tell me how a regular uh, engagement works, or like walk me through it. Okay. So, so a recent one we did was. It, it, it was a smaller event. There was about 20, 25 executives in an office. It was a, uh, a trade association um, that has a quarterly meeting. And it was mostly either owners or CFOs, those types. And what we did was we got called in to talk about cybersecurity. And, you know, we, we brought them some of the latest data. But I try not to overwhelm them with, with facts and, and all that, like, scary stuff. I just try to, you know, be real. And, you know, at that point, I also got a chance to introduce, it, it was uh, 25 minutes of content, five minutes of pitch kind of thing. And for five minutes, I got to talk about our match firewall, um, went over a little bit of what it does and what differentiates it. And we literally sold five, maybe, yeah, I think at this point, we've sold five uh, one-year managed firewall contracts to, out of 25. So that's like 20% of the room. And really, from there, you know, all these companies, they're all smaller companies, none of them have in-house IT. So they're going to look for us, you know, once we go on site and do the install to really, you know, expand that relationship. Right. So um, did you organize that or were they already having a meeting and they just asked you to speak? Yeah, they just, we were actually on the waiting list for that for about six months. Sometimes you find these events and they'll be quarterly. And, you know, you, you, you find whoever is hosting it, you, you reach out to them and say, hey, we'd like to speak about this. And they're like, sure, we can get you in the October slot or whatever it is. And, and is this stuff like Chambers of Commerce and that yeah. kind of stuff? Well, this one's for a trade association for an industrial park. My office is in the seventh largest industrial park in the nation. So it, it's great. Within walking distance, I have. 200 really good prospects so and and how do you find that like how do you how do you even know that exists um well this one i i just lucked out when i got my office it was there but we we target all the trade associations and one way we're finding them is on linkedin do a search for for association managers also you know just just google searches look for big industrial areas and typically there's a management company and usually there's a networking component attached to that because if you get all these business owners in one area they're going to want to network and there's a lot of them around right so that's pretty cool um now one of the things that strikes me especially uh, the folks who tend to get into it a lot of them don't like the idea of public speaking right oh i'm, I'm the biggest introvert you know the first time i met you i couldn't even talk to you but uh, <laughs> honestly it, it's just i find that a little bit of preparation makes all the difference. Just just spending the time learning what you're going to be speaking about. Um, another trick I do, I always try to see the room so I can visualize it the day in the morning. I don't want to go into a new room cold. I'd rather, if I could see the room the day before, get comfortable with it, know the layout, know where, you know, where the podium's going to be, know where the microphone's going to be, all that sort of logistical stuff. It makes me more, more confident as well. And then just by knowing my material, if, if you practice your stuff so it becomes muscle memory, it's a lot easier. It's a lot less scary. Right. And, you know, th there's little things to do here and there. I, I meditate the morning of, not trying to get too woo-woo on you, but a little bit of just mindfulness really helps as well.
Well, it's not too woo-woo for me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so um, I do believe that, that if you focus on the content, it makes it easier because if I'm talking about security and I feel like I know about that, like that's something that I know that the, the client is down here and I'm up here, and then it's just a matter of making sure that I come across as being very friendly because the knowledge is not a question. It's just how I present it because I don't want to come off as being arrogant. And a lot of times when you talk about technology, people who are not technical automatically assume that you're being arrogant with them just because right. you clearly know something they don't. Right. You know, I try to eliminate all that technical battle, try to speak at like a fifth grade level, keeping it on, on target, but you know, giving them just enough information so that they understand without overwhelming them. And, you know, it works well. And do you show up with handouts? Um, typically, I try not to do too much of a giveaway, uh, except typically, like, uh, sometimes we do, like, a one sheet with a little bit of information on us, depending on what the producer allows us to do. Sometimes there'll be a little trade show uh, attached to it, so we'll have, like, a little booth set up. And in that case, we'll give away some swag or whatever. But it really depends on the event. Right. So um, what are the things that you try to teach MSPs about speaking? Um, a couple things I like to go over is just how to structure their, their talk to, to, to maximize the chance of a sale. I can't say I'm going to maximize your sales, but I can help you at least maximize your chances of making that right relationship. Um, Things like going over and just understanding the, all of the, the psychology and, and all the planning that goes into, into selling from the stage. Um, selling from the stage is more about um, telling stories and really connecting with the audience and less about your product. If you have a good story, you, you can sell anything, honestly. <laughs> really just understanding how to connect with that audience and draw them in and keep them engaged. One of the biggest challenges is keeping people off their cell phones nowadays and just keeping them interested. And by using story-based you know, speaking and just really just connecting with them, it really helps. So yeah. those are some of the things we like to you know, help people. So, so I agree with the story thing, but... What if people say, I, I don't have any stories? That's part of the challenge. We're in IT. We have stories all the time. Part of the skill is learning to recognize it and recognize it, how that lesson learned can be you know, brought to other people to, to help them learn. You know, one of the best things to do in life is to learn from other people's mistakes. And by you know, bringing these stories to the stage, you really help people with that. I always leave out the client's name. I don't give two too much specifics, but really just saying, look, this is what happened. This is the false belief that they had that, oh, they had a RAID controller, so that's as good as backup. You know, that those kind of stories that we can really take and help people understand that RAID is not a backup or, you know, your little Linksys router is not a true firewall. Those are the kind <laughs> of things that we can really help people with. Right. Well, and how do you, like, do you tell stories, like horror stories, like, this person thought they had a real firewall and, you know, then the Ruskies. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, depending on what I'm looking to accomplish. If, if I'm looking to sell something like a firewall, obviously I'm going to tell a cybersecurity story. If I'm looking to sell a backup product, then we talk about a disaster that we've been through. And just look, being in IT for as long as I have, 
there's always stories you can go to. Or even if you don't have stories, you know, you can tell other people's stories. Go to like an ASCII event or something. You'll hear all sorts of horror stories that you can add to your story repertoire. And do you present these with PowerPoints? Um, I do, but my PowerPoints are non-technical. They're mostly there to just draw out an emotional response. I use a lot of pictures. Um, not too much in the way of graphics or pie charts or any of that stuff, because that's the quickest way to lose people. Because if they don't know what they're looking at, immediately their brain shut off and they start thinking about what's for dinner. So if you really just use your PowerPoints to kind of enhance your stories and enhance your presentation, we find it works great. All right. Well, I think the two biggest mistakes that people make are uh, they read their PowerPoint slides, mm -hmm. right? You've been in that presentation. Oh, yeah. Or it's like, especially with Microsoft, the PowerPoint slide becomes an eye test. Right. You know, there's all of these things in rows, and then there's all of, you know, the, the columns, and then there's details in each square, and then they zoom in, and it's like, oh, my God, you're killing me here. Right. Um, and the other thing is uh, improper use of a microphone. Mm -hmm. So many people, they're like, the microphone is over here. And they're like, eh, and you're like, I can't hear you. Yeah. Well, uh, well nailing the basics is, is, you know, the most important part. <laughs> yeah. So I personally, I like to use PowerPoints to be just enough of a reminder that I, I hit my key points. Mm -hmm. Right. So key words and phrases and every once in a while there'll be, you know, a sentence. And I'm like, you got to read this sentence. You got to right. read this. So, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so how can people engage with you? What, what's your preference? Um, if they're interested, there, there's a couple things. If they go to mspspeakers.com, we have a free report where I'm giving away a lot of information on how to get started with this. Right, and I'm, I'm pointing to the link down below. All right. Also, um, on that homepage, there is a link to our community. We've formed a Facebook group. We have about 100 members now where we go in and we discuss these kinds of things. And we say, hey, you know, who has a speech coming up? Who can I help you with? You know, do you need help with your presentation? Do you need help, you know, just figuring out what it is you're going to sell? Because that's a big part of it. So twice a month, we hold webinars where we go through my entire process and we really help people to see what is actually can be accomplished through public speaking. Um, I go over how to sell, um, how to pick the events, how to get those events interested in you, those kind of things. And they can just go to mspspeakers.com forward slash webinar and just register. We have two of those a month. All right. And so it sounds like you do a lot to help people actually do the mechanics of, of getting going. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the hardest part. Just, just getting this engine started and turning over. And, and now, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, probably a month ago, I did a webinar on um, my favorite kinds of marketing. And one of them was speaking at all of the events because at least in Sacramento, and I think in every city that I've ever been to in North America, <laughs> there's uh, Kiwanis clubs, there's mm -hmm. Rotary clubs, there's chambers. I think there's a dozen chambers of commerce in Sacramento Valley, right? Right. And so there's just, they're everywhere. And then you go to meetup.com and there's 5,200 business related meetups that they need a speaker every week or every month. Uh, mm -hmm. There's networking groups that need speakers. BNI needs speakers. You know, there's, it seems to me no end of, of speaking opportunities if you want mm -hmm. to 
do that. Absolutely. You, you can speak every night of the week if you really tried hard enough. Yeah. Well, and the other thing a lot of IT people don't realize is that if you're not selling insurance, you are more valuable as a speaker because <laughs> the people who want to speak at all of these events are either selling insurance or real estate. Right. And so they're happy to have somebody talk about something else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, do you get uh, topics from headlines like, you know, when the hospital has, uh, you know, ransomware or that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, well my, my signature, I have a couple signature talks and I'll typically work whatever the latest headlines are into a certain portion of that. When, like I said, if I'm speaking about cybersecurity and there was a big, you know. Oh, you just, you, you just muted yourself. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. So if, if there is a, a recent data breach, I'm, I'm definitely going to bring that in because that's top of mind and that's really going to help them. Right. And do you consider that <clears throat> fear-based selling or is that just like, hey, you've got to be prudent. This is the reality yeah. of the world we live in. Yeah. You know, some people consider it a little negative, but nowadays it's the reality we live in. So really, you know, you just got to be honest about it and say, look, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not dealing with this now, down the line, you're going to have big issues. And, and just be honest about it. And some people get, get put off by it a little bit, but that's the way it is. Do you um, think that the average MSP could be um, successful, I guess, selling themselves as a local authority of saying, you know, I, I do this once a month or I do this once a quarter and just putting on events that people will say, oh, he's having another thing on security? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I find as I got started, you know, I developed a little bit of a reputation for it. I started getting invited to other events based on it because everyone's really interested about it. But it definitely brought up that level of authority where, you know, just just having some, some pictures, you know, on my website of recent talks and all that really helped develop that, that level of authority, you know, in our marketing and, and in what we're talking to people about. And really, it helped us to raise our rates, which is a good benefit. Oh, know, yeah. <laughs> all, this other stuff. You know, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're the go-to expert in, the, in your local area, wherever that is. And people are like, well, yeah, you know, he, he does this and this. So he's going to be more expensive. And they kind of understand that. And where are you located? I'm located in Long Island, New York. Okay. So because I always hear people say that one of the objections to almost everything is, well, that doesn't work in my area. That doesn't work out in the farmlands, it doesn't work in whatever, the west, it doesn't work in the north, it doesn't work in the south. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't find that. I'm actually a member of a little community of veterans, and I'm going to be speaking around the nation as part of that. And I can tell you, I, I, was, uh, I was in uh, Austin, I think it was like three months ago, and you know, I'm up there, I'm, I'm, I'm from New York, my New York accent, I'm like, this is never gonna work, and I, I made some sales, and I'm like, all right, you know, I can do this anywhere, you know? You just have to have that confidence and, and, and just know what you're talking about. Right, and how different are these presentations from something that you would give to a client or a prospect that brought you in that said, you know, hey, we saw that, you know, you're marketing on whatever, BDRs, can you come and talk to us about that? How different is this from that? I, I try to be a little less technical on stage because there's, there's the attendance factor. If someone calls you into their office, they're interested, they're going to pay attention. If someone's just going to a half-day event and they don't know who the heck you are, you know, you, you have like 15 seconds to grab their attention and keep it 
or else they're going to be on their phone or whatever it is they're doing, reading the, uh, the program from the event. So you really want to just engage with them. So, so like I said, uh, from the stage, I really, you know, I use stories and, and, and just try to drive emotions, which is going to be a little bit different in, uh, in if it was a one-on-one selling situation. One-on-one selling, you know, I'm definitely going to be more cognizant of that whole fear-based selling thing. I try to do that a little bit less because, you know, it's just me and the one or two business owners around the table. I don't need to scare them. They're calling me in. But if it's right. the stage, you, you have to draw them in a little bit more. So with uh, the, the, the kind of selling where you're at some chamber meeting or whatever, or do you ever have days when there's like no sales? Yeah. Um, one of the things I do is I make sure I always get a benefit, whether it's a, a direct sale or not. Um, one of the things I like to do during my, during my talk is I get people to opt in on, a, on their cell phone whether I, I drive them to a mobile landing page for a report, or even sometimes I'll just use like a, a text opt-in where I'm like, hey, if, if you want this, just opt-in. And then I just I add them to my marketing list and you know, they've already seen me speak. So I've, I've already consider them pretty warm, depending on you know, what kind of lead that is. I, I then might mail them like a mini shopping law box or just, just add them to our, our email marketing. You know, building a list is still a valuable resource, whether they buy from me now or buy from me later on. And, and right. since I started speaking, I've probably closed three deals where I just followed up with them months later. And, 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 and do you get the list of attendees generally? Sometimes you do. Sometimes that, that, that's, you know, if they have multiple levels of sponsoring and, and a speaking slot might not include the attendee list unless you're like a, you know, like a gold level, or platinum level, whatever it is. But really, a lot of times, if I give away a good free giveaway, I can get half the room to opt in anyway. And so if right. they're opting in, they're, they're obviously better than just the attendee list, where sometimes you, you email the attendee list and they get annoyed. They're like, I didn't give you my email. It's this whole bad thing. So I'd rather just have a warm, you know, warm person opt in, honestly. Right. Well, so I always, when I get a list, just generally speaking, I will upload them into constant contact with a specific thing for this is the whatever, Northern California, whatever list. And then I will send my, my first email is, Hey, I, you know, saw you were registered for this event. I spoke, da, 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 da. You know, I'd love to connect with you. And that way it's not an out of the blue. Right. It's yeah. kind of draws that line, but man, today that's changing that with yeah. the, uh, privacy laws and you know all of that gdpr is one thing but even in california we now have a statute coming down the road that mm -hmm. um you know we have to pay attention to all this stuff and everybody's got a double triple quadruple opt-in right it's, <laughs> so, there's no more implied consent it, it's very specific how you get consent and and how you you know show that it's crazy yeah so do you ever get paid to speak um i do um when i'm going to Japan, I'm going to be paid to speak. I'm not going to be allowed to sell per se, but even, even in cases where I'm being paid and I'm not allowed to pitch, I still will do an opt-in sort of thing. I'll let the producer know and say, hey, I'm going to give them my free report. I'm not going to sell from stage. Is that okay? Um, and there's good money being a paid speaker. I'm, I'm making 2,500 bucks and they're paying all my expenses, fly me out there. I get a daily like meal thing. I'm going to be there for three days. And I get to go to Japan for free. It's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if they need another speaker, just go ahead and drop my name. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's pretty cool. So do you think most MSPs could engage in this and oh. then actually like have some success? Yeah, if I can do it, anyone can. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I got started in this because I wanted, I wanted the benefits. I didn't want to necessarily do it. And I, I found it, it's one of those things where you start doing it, you start liking it. I was at the ASCII show out in California earlier in the year, and uh, Laura asked me to just go on stage and talk a little bit about my ASCII event. And I swear to God, she had to pull the microphone away from me because I like being in front of the stage now. <laughs> it's kind of amazing how that happens. But so many people, you know, I know more people are scared of death, uh, public speaking than death. But I can tell you, once you get over those first little couple like stumbles you're going to have, it, it's amazing how much it just really, you know, it becomes part of what you do and what you are. Well, I am just right on the borderline of, you know, being introvert slash extrovert, you know, uh, whatever. And, you know, I literally, people don't realize this. So like, I would never go into a bar, walk up to a stranger and start a conversation, mm -hmm. period. Like that, that's never, ever, ever going to happen. Um, but one of the things I like about public speaking is that I sort of feel like, you know, especially if I am talking about my material, I know my stuff. Like I, it may, I may be right and I may be wrong, but I know my stuff. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so in that minute, you know, I'm the one that that uh, people are looking up to, and in that minute, I feel very good about it. Right. So it is addicting. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you feel you that authority from the stage where everyone's looking and just hinging on your every word, and you're like, I kind of like this. <laughs> so yeah. So it it can definitely be good for the ego. Um, how do you bring it home? Like when you when you go home. Do you do this a lot in your own community? Um, yes and no. I, uh, I'm in a very competitive MSP market. In that industrial park I'm a part of, there's seven other MSPs within walking distance. So for me, I find branching out's a lot better. I bump into a lot of less, you know, uh, of my competitors just by going e even half an hour out of the way or around my house. Um, I do a lot of stuff out, out east on Long Island. There's not that many MSPs out there. But, but really now we're looking to branch out all over the place. And, and I'm, I'm leveraging my, my veterans contacts and also other speakers that you meet in the industry and other event producers. To, to wherever they want me to go, I'll go. I can sell anywhere. So, <laughs> so if somebody says, well, I'm too shy, I just won't do this. Uh, will you go speak on behalf of another managed service provider? Yeah, we, we will. Um, I'd much rather teach someone else to do this for themselves, but I was presented with an opportunity where um, I might do this for an MSP, and part of that is I want to teach them to do it. Obviously, I can only go so many places. You know, I, I have twins at home. I don't like leaving home that much. <laughs> but you know, if I can show them it can be done, maybe they'll start to feel that belief within themselves. Will shatter that like negative association they have with public speaking, and then they see they can do it. And that that's my ultimate goal. Right. Well, maybe bring them up on stage and say, so, you know. Yeah. Here, here's the microphone. Talk for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I was at an event uh, last year. A partner, a Datto partner, um, had, I don't know, some regional technology thing. And they brought in Datto to, to speak. And then they spoke. And so um, I, I do think it it automatically raises your credibility to the local audience, especially if you then get some coverage 
which you get in the 21st century by putting out your own press release and putting it on oh, your own absolutely. website. It's the easiest thing. <laughs> so, yeah. And as long as you've got, you know, somebody who can take a picture from the audience and then here's you up on stage, you know, right. it's, it's all good. So you, you get a couple good clips from different events. You make yourself one of those nice, like uh, introductory reels that all the good speakers have. And it's amazing. Right. Right. Very good. So is the easiest way for people to get started is just go to mspspeakers.com. Yeah, mspspeakers.com. There's a big comprehensive report right there. They can just opt in on and uh, go from there. If they want to email me direct, it's frank at mspspeakers.com. And I, I love to have conversations about this stuff. Very cool. And there's a Facebook group. Is there a link to that that you can yeah, share with if us? if you go to MSP Speakers, there's a community link right at the top. All right. So I'll make a note. I'll put that in the, the links here as well. Um, all right. And can I join your Facebook group? Absolutely. Is there a charge to join the Facebook group? Nope. <laughs> you just have to be friendly and nice. <laughs> ah, shoot. I was this close. I could have been there. <laughs> all righty. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we go? No, um, thanks for having me. I, I love talking about this stuff. And if anyone has any questions, you guys know where to reach me. Very good. Thank you, sir. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another SMB Community Podcast. All right. Thanks, Carl. 